0: Historians will mark the end of one era and
1: mark the beginning of another. T-E-T-C.
2: The End Times Continue.
0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to The End Times Continue. Recorded on this the 3rd of July. Uh, Almost July 4th. Yeah, almost July 4th. Happy Fourth of July, everybody! But the Europeans, um, (laughs) (laughs) it's uh, I'm I wanted to I guess holy shit um on the on the lead up to July Fourth Lugansk totally lost by Ukraine. Yeah,
1: yeah that that's breaking news from when we're recording this. Yes, uh, that just came in.
0: Yes, that is that that literally I'm I'm seeing stuff about. between one hour and like five hours ago is when I'm seeing the tweets, but um, yeah, Lugansk is totally gone. Which is one of the thing. I mean, look, it was supposed to be. That was one of the things that Ukraine never originally um honored was the independence mm-hmm. of uh of Lugansk and and, and as well. Um, right. They never, they never honored the that independence that was part of the. Uh, oh, what was the, what were those accords called? Um, I know what you're
1: talking about. I, I don't remember the name. I, should, I can't remember. Name either, but, yeah, uh, but yeah. It, yeah.
0: They, they never, never honored that. And um,
1: is it was technically like for the past since 2014, that area has been. I guess made, I don't know if this is the correct terminology, but contested area. Let's yes, say yes, it has um, been for. Uh, yeah.
0: For that entire time, yes, it has been, and it's a ah uh, oh boy. Well, it's it's uh, I guess it's over as far as that goes. Um, yeah. Of course, I, I was seeing tweets the other day that were talking about how badly this is going for Ukraine, mm-hmm. um, and and Zelensky, that that, and not even like rt tweets right which i'm still seeing by the way rt i I am shocked that rt has not been kicked off twitter yeah
1: that's really yeah exactly right you'd think like with all like the russian hysteria that that would have been one of the first things to go right if you're taking like russian vodka and shit off the store shelves in some places you'd think oh yeah rt it's it's there and it's
2: it's still there
0: it is still it's crazy they they did the uh I, I told the story um, before we. Uh, my girlfriend and I went to the Russian general store
2: mm-hmm.
0: here in town, and they had taken Russian off of the sign. The oh word Russian off of the sign.
1: It, it's the goddamn freedom fries again.
0: All over again. It's a hundred percent freedom fries. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, I wanted to talk to you for a second, uh, because I, I haven't actually gotten your take on this, and I've been laughing about this for, like, a couple of days now. Jordan Peterson, okay? Oh, God, yes. You know what happened with him? I did, yes, I heard. Okay, he, for, for those who don't know, Jordan Peterson got kicked off of Twitter for misgendering, uh, uh, Ellen Page. Um... And 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 dead naming Ellen Page, yeah. which I've just done twice now. Yes, um, you just committed yeah. it. Now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but but the, the it, it 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 but it was in a tweet. Did you see the tweet that he got kicked for?
1: Yes. Yes, I thought it was very dumb. It like, did it not just, even
0: make sense, dude. <laughs> no,
1: like it, it was one of those things where, you know, you know, there's those types of tweets, Dean, where you're like, you're reading through it. And for about the first 80 percent of the tweet, you're you're like, eh, whatever. And then you get to the end, and you're like, holy shit. what what kind of like car crash turn did that take
0: i know (laughs) you're reading i'm sitting here reading this jordan peterson tweet and he's and like the 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 first chunk of it is like "Eh, okay i guess and then it just takes this weird turn that that takes it even out of the realm of the things he's talking about having anything to do with one i have to talk about it now i guess because like i i I just need to get it pulled up um absolutely yeah it's uh it's it's wild dude. It's like How long ago was this that he got kicked off? Uh,
1: I don't know when he got kicked off. I think the tweet was like uh like a week or so ago, maybe
0: a week and a half ago, something like that. Uh I guess Twitter took the action to delete the tweet. He had said uh he had said he would not do it.
1: Oh, right. Yeah, he's he saying said, he will not volunteer. Because you know how sometimes so sometimes we get banned from Twitter or suspended from Twitter, they'll say, hey, you can come back, you just need to delete the tweet. Um, but, but he refused.
2: and
0: yeah. He did. And Twitter just basically said, fine, we'll fucking do it. Um, <laughs> okay, here's the problem with, with Clown World. Yeah. I, I'm having trouble finding someone who reprinted the tweet because they're so scared of being accused of like boosting it oh okay even though it's Um, even though it
1: uh if i so i can't i remember the tweet a little bit it started off talking about like do you remember when pride was a sin or something or something like that it's something that effect and then it ended with that the surgeon uh who removed uh uh, like pages breasts uh was a criminal (laughs) or something like that like he called them a criminal (laughs) And it's like, uh no. Yeah,
0: <laughs>
1: it's it's just it's kinda kinda
0: weird. Kinda yeah. Oh the oh, yeah, okay, here it is. <laughs> it's just so weird. Remember when pride was a sin and Ellen Page yeah. just had her breast removed by a criminal physician? <laughs> that's the, that's the, the entirety of the tweet.
1: Criminal physician, and I think I, I could be wrong about this, but I think he put out a video even like doubling down on the criminal physician part. Um well, I don't here's have the thing that pulled up at the moment, but he really like, I think he like made some allegory to like Nazi Germany at some point, or I could be completely wrong. Holy about fuck, that.
0: I wouldn't. But I, I'm pretty me. sure
1: he did. Um, that
0: wouldn't surprise me. Look, I I do I generally I do disagree with doctors going along with shit like that. But it's like I, what I don't understand how the tweet makes sense. I don't think it does.
1: I, I well, it's just like it, yeah, it, it's just like a non sequitur. I I like I don't really. It's just a bunch of words. <laughs> like it, it, yeah, it's just like well. It's just like you start at one thing, and then you go to something else, and they don't really seem to have any necessary relation. And then it's just like, what am I reading here?
0: You want to talk about doctors, uh, 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 you want to talk about aggressive mastectomies being a problem. How about you talk about all the doctors who have chopped off women's tits because they took some genetic test that convinced them they're precancerous because they have a genetic marker that shows up when people with breast cancer sometimes. And so they decide to get their tits cut off because they don't, regardless of what the actual statistics of occurrence are, regardless of what that might actually mean, they just go get their tits cut off. And the doctor doesn't explain to them that like this is not, what you're doing is not actually necessary.
1: (laughs) Right, yeah. It's just like, if you're if you're in that type of position and you can tell someone, hey, you know, this procedure you want to go through, you should know it's not necessarily necessary. So you should know that before making your decision. it's like, no, nope, well, we'll do it. And pay it. please now pay us.
0: It was an interesting thing. I was talking to my dad. Actually, this I just sounded very drunk just now. I promise I'm just tired. Um, The. <laughs> It was, uh, it was interesting. I was talking to my dad about when my dad got a vasectomy after uh, my brother was born. And my dad was like, okay, I'm done having mm. kids. <laughs> my dad did not yeah. want any more children. So he went to get a vasectomy. And the doctor, um, it was, it's a fascinating thing that I think not many people uh, talk about. And I saw this too in a thread um, by a woman who claimed to be, uh, who claimed that her, part of her uh, historical study was in vasectomies and things and things of that nature. And, and she sort of had this same information. My dad told me that the doctor really didn't want to let him get one. Because he was a young guy. Mm-hmm. Um, not, you know, super young. My, I believe my dad would have been maybe 28 or so when my brother was born. Maybe 29. Um and 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 so they he goes to get this vasectomy and the doctor's telling him like what like well are you sure? Because only about half of vasectomies are reversible and only about half of those reversals actually work. And and he said uh, and my dad was like, Well, I'm not, you know, like I've had I've have two kids. I'm not I don't need to keep mm-hmm. having kids. And the doctor's like, well yeah, but what about the next wife? <laughs> oh my God. And my dad's like, I don't really see that happening anytime soon. He's like, you never do. <laughs> <laughs> what? But here's the thing. And, and my dad just said, look, no, I, I, I don't, I'm not gonna, th- like, this is a, I'm married to this woman. We're not, we're not going to split up. I'm, you know, all this like they have, you I'm especially like, don't
1: see the third and fourth one coming. That's the ex- real. Soccer. Exactly.
0: <laughs> but, but it was, but my parents had the same kind of views on marriage and stuff like that. So they, they weren't gonna, you know, yeah. just split up. Right. For no reason why. So, Absolutely. so the, 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 when, when, when my dad told me that story, I'm like, that's what you need out of a doctor. Like that doctor was doing the right thing. I think.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's all, I think it's always better to be, you know, any type of procedure, even if like, it's always one of the things where it's like, you know, if you're doing something serious, even if you, you truly want to do it, you, you should be allowed to do it, right? If it's your body, you should obviously be allowed to do it. But there should all also be, I think, you know, uh, a sense it's like, you know, you know, like when you're, you're in like a video game and the game asks you like five times, are you sure you want to do this or something like that? But, right? You, you know, just to use a, a bad analogy but it's like are you sure you want to do this and it's like, yeah.
0: yes. well it's, like, it's, it's the, the point in a return check in a, in, a, yeah. in a video game where it's right, like exactly. this is the point in the game where you can't go back and complete stuff so yeah, exactly. if you want to do other stuff go do it before you pass this point you need those checks um, right. not just in, in like I mean it's, it's a good analogy not just in video games but in life generally you need people mm-hmm. to check you and be like oh, are you sure you want to do this because right. it's even kind you, of a life-changing are, you're thing. Really
1: dead set. It's always good to have, know that you have, you know, that people are giving you options or, you, you know what I mean? Like just like you're making
0: you aware of options, I guess. Sure. And, the, and this is one of the things that I found interesting was with all this talk after the, after the overturning of Roe v. Wade, there's all this talk about how reversible vasectomies are. And it turns, and that's just not the case. Mm-hmm. Like they're, they're actually not that reversible they're, they're right. not reliably reversible and I, i'm that's something that i found to be fascinating is that it, 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 culture has kind of convinced everybody that vasectomies are like 100 percent reversible things right mm-hmm. right but it, it that's just not the case
1: yeah i i, I think you know the uh The sort of like moral of the story here the truism is just like you know uh you know if you're an adult do whatever you want to your body just make sure you understand the repercussions because you know you can't necessarily complaining later is not going to do anything about it Uh, that's the serious that's
0: the thing and i think there is a failure i mean you, you see all these uh you see all these tweets from like the d trans people like the, mm-hmm. the people who, uh, who transitioned very young in life, some even as children, as teenagers, and they, they put together these tweet threads of just like, nobody told me what I was risking.
1: Right. And that's, that's really told... failure of like people. Yeah. Like if, if, if those are accurate, which I have no reason to assume they're not, then it seems like those, those physicians really like screwed up. <laughs>
0: uh yeah and that's that's the difference ellen page making these decisions as an adult is a different thing from a doctor not telling a child like yes these are the risks to what you're undertaking here exactly yeah and it's because the doctors general i mean here's the thing too it goes deeper than that the doctors aren't being trained on those risks because right. the, the ideology has taken over the actual medical science to the point that they're, they're, they're not allowed to say that, like, well, puberty blockers present massive risks and these are what they are. Like, like they're not allowed to tell people that. They're not, not only are they not allowed to, they get in trouble for doing it, but, but they're not even trained on what those risks are. Because it's been separated from medical science
2: yeah it
1: seems like to be one of those things where it's like if that if if you're in the field of like medicine or like uh medical procedures in general it should be like your number one concern should always be like the patient uh like to me it's like the idea of like if someone is going to consent to some procedure they have to be able to grant informed consent which requires them to have information that if you're holding back from them is tantamount to a, a type of fraud. Yeah. You know what I mean? I,
0: I uh, absolutely agree. It's absolutely fraud is the is is actually, yes, it is fraudulent. It's first of all, they're taking money for doing the procedure. Yes. So so they already have an incentive to not talk you down. But outside of that, the the fact that that the fact that they feel and I've seen this from doctors talking about it, they're not. Even if they are told what the risks are of these of these things, of like puberty blockers and things like that, they are not allowed to bring them up. They get in trouble for telling people like, hey, th- this, these, this actually does present massive risks. Blocking puberty is not a reversible process. It's, it's not a, like you can't, there are certain things you just don't get back. Um, one of which being, fertility (laughs) like like you just like there's some stuff that just goes away and um that the the, when the ideology takes over the medical science uh that's when you get really dangerous outcomes really dangerous outcomes and people whose lives are affected in negative ways because of a decision that they made when they were a child
1: right it just that's my thing it's like uh like whatever medical decision you want to make uh, over your own life, uh, you know that that's your right. But I feel like you you should never go into any of these decisions lightly. Um, you know what I mean? Especially if they, especially if they they're going to have like long term impacts to the point where this will be a thing that you can't reverse, so you'll be stuck with it for the rest of your life. I think those um, warrant some amount of you know um, prudence, I
0: guess. Yeah. Uh, absolutely, and waiting on it, like the the whole. I I I don't think, I do not think it is ethical for doctors to perform those procedures on kids. I hundred um, percent agree. I, I I think doctors performing those procedures at all on kids, no matter how much the kid wants, it doesn't matter what a kid wants. They're stupid. They don't <laughs> know anything. They're 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 they are undeveloped uh, little pieces of humanity with no idea what they want in life, let alone their gender identity. This is something, this is yeah. a decision that I do not- And even not... if
1: they, well, even if they do know what they want, I would still say, okay, great. Wait till you're an adult.
0: Oh, yes, <laughs> exactly. Just like, you know. It just blows me away that, that, that this is being um, allowed in the medical community. Anyway, anyway, I don't want to jump off on that fucking hmm. topic. But yeah, yeah, Jordan Peterson, absolutely, uh, absolutely. Uh, I think he's actually back. Is he back on Twitter now? Because they deleted I don't the tweet.
1: Think so? Uh, he maybe. I haven't checked. I, I don't know. I
0: uh, I can check pretty quickly. Yeah. Um,
1: I don't think so. I don't think he said.
0: Uh, yeah, they deleted said, it of their own accord, and his account is back up.
1: Oh, it's back up. Okay. Yeah. Well was he but was the account suspended like do you know what i mean could he still be i wonder if he's still locked out of it
0: even it was account a account oh you know what that's possible he might still, he be, still be locked out
1: locked out of it yeah because i don't think his account got deleted i think no, just, you're like, right ended and
0: locked out yeah you're absolutely right it I, I he he may he may well still be locked out of the account yeah um But yeah, I just found that hilarious. It's like your little, your little, your your tweet that made no sense. Like it, it (laughs) wasn't, it wasn't like this tweet was some, was like the height of, of philosophical uh, musings. Like you weren't, you, you, you weren't changing the world with this tweet. It was kind it, of I, it, it was, was
1: it's such a weird thing like, to complain about because obviously, you know, before we were talking about kids and I think that's like a very understandable thing to complain about. But like when you're talking about adults and like adult procedures, it's like, why are you spending your time getting mad over this? Like, go. There's a lot of other things in the world you can be really mad about. Go go do that.
0: But then what's <laughs> so some like... fucking Hollywood douchebag does? Who cares? <laughs> Like that, like that's that's part of it. The, the other part of it too is like, do you know how many tweets I've had to delete because they got my account locked? Like God. I have to do this all the time. It's really not that big a deal, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> so like I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I just wanted to bring that up because that, that 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 I've been laughing about that for a while, and when he yeah, came out with the insane. "I'm not deleting it," it's like, uh okay
1: what <laughs> why there are hills to die on and there are hills to not die on
0: yes know, like, especially with regard to the stuff. greatest marketing tool you have which is your twitter account you can't you're, right. you're you're gonna you're you're gonna sacrifice that for the sake of a half obviously a half-baked tweet it barely makes sense like you're gonna you're gonna sacrifice the greatest marketing tool you have you just got hired by the daily wire uh, honestly Oh, I think right. part of the reason that he made that he did that is because he knew mm-hmm. it would make some headlines and put a little oh, bit of buzz right. around his Daily Wire hiring. I think there was a it, little bit of of PR. It,
1: uh, yeah, like a bit of like PR martyrdom and just like look I'm, you know, Being oppressed. Exactly. Uh, Come follow me. Come follow my crusade. Come
0: listen. Listen to my podcast. I'm being obviously being oppressed. Listen to my podcast on the Daily Wire. (laughs) I I work. I work for Ben (laughs) Shapiro now. Yeah.
1: That I'm being paid (laughs) millions of dollars for, and it's just like, yeah, okay.
0: Imagine Ben Shapiro (laughs) being your boss. Oh my god! God, that would suck.
1: They'd have to. They, I, I wonder if there's like uh, those uh, suicide nets they have in China outside the Daily Wire headquarters. You know what I mean? <laughs> We're outside, and they're conveniently located on at the offices that Shapiro like frequents. Uh, weirdly, <laughs> it's, it's huh? Yeah, interesting.
0: <laughs> I, I don't know the that. other guy's name. I will say The Daily so Wire's marketing, or
1: Knowles or whatever his name is. Uh
0: well the other uh, founder is Walsh Jeremy Boring. Oh. Oh, bo yes. Yes. yes okay. Jeremy Boring. Okay. Um he he's one of the co-founders. He's co-CEO anyway. Of of uh The Daily Wire. He is a he is uh, he is a weird guy.
1: Yeah, you know, there's something. Uh, it seems like a good amount of these like uh, media CEOs uh, tend to be kind of weird guys. <laughs> I don't know. It's just something.
0: Um, Dude, he's from Slayton, Texas. Oh. Slayton, Texas is uh, from town to town, from like town line to town line or uh, city line to town line. He is uh, Slayton, Texas, about ten minutes outside of Lubbock, Texas. Hmm. Okay. Um. It's very rare that somebody born in Slayton. He wasn't born in Slayton. He would have been born in Lubbock. There's no way he was born in Slayton. If he was born in a hospital, he was born in Lubbock and lived in Slayton. Um. But but he. I had no idea he was from Slayton. Anyway, uh, he had an interesting marketing campaign. He started up this is this is the kind of troll this guy is, and I kind of appreciate it. He started up a razor company to compete with Harry's razors when oh Harry's God. dropped the Daily Wire. <laughs>
1: That's almost like a very Trump thing to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? At least like something. <laughs> I kind of
0: appreciate
1: it. Like, it's kind of a big dick move. I can appreciate, like, the trolling nature of that, yeah.
0: And he had really good commercials for his stupid razor company. <laughs>
1: like like the
0: they they came up on my YouTube feed every now and then I would get the ads for these for this stupid razor company that he made, and they were actually really good ads <laughs> like they had kind of a uh they were long and they had kind of an old spice advertisement feel like they were a little bit um they were a little bit uh, uh I'm not sure how surrealist kind of yeah in their in their sort of setup um but it was, it, it, they were really, really good advertisements.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're in a couple minutes you're gonna be like, I, have, I own four of them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I, I, I didn't even know. If, the problem is this. He seems like a bit of an egotist because I did not know what the fuck Shocking. he was advertising. Yeah, I know, right? I did not yeah. know what the fuck he was advertising until the very end of the ad.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. One of those. Yeah. yeah. One of those where you just don't know where this is going for the whole time until like the ad actually comes up till the prop comes up in the ad. It's just like, oh, that's what it is.
0: Yes, exactly. And it, so it was, but I did think it was kind of a big dick move to be just like, okay, f- you, you dropped my company as a sponsor. So I'm yeah. going to spend a shitload of money starting my own razor company. Right absolute fucking troll I, and I appreciated that I really did appreciate that yeah. I feel like he's of between Ben Shapiro and Jeremy Boring Jeremy Boring's probably the fun one
2: <laughs> yeah
1: I, maybe maybe uh like the daily wire was just some a, a conspiracy to like conglomerate all these annoying online personalities into one building and seclude them there like it's an act it's an act of altruism to the rest <laughs> of everyone on earth just to keep these people in one area and don't let them out
0: that, yeah it's <laughs> jordan like, peterson look jordan peterson has said great things in the past Yeah, but it it went to his head dude it went it, to his yeah, head yeah.
1: It's one of those things where it's like you buy into your own like popularity or your own your own reflection of your the image in the reflection you exactly. know what I mean or the reflection of other people is image of you and it's it's like oh dude like this is the whole thing right is like I I remember in twenty sixteen everything goes back to twenty sixteen in that general era uh like when the SJWs were a big thing and then. People were like anti SJWs and they were just mm. anti SJWs and they were saying, like, you know, oh, yeah, yeah. in
0: the lead up to 2016, really? post Gamergate, like the whole that little era of like anti SJW, uh, 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 the anti SJW like, w- renaissance, bloggers. exactly, <laughs> exactly,
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, it, it's like one of those things where it's like. At a certain point, and I it was probably sooner for me than other people. But at a certain point, I realized that a lot of these anti-SJWs just like are insufferable people, just like the SJWs to me. Uh, yeah. I could not listen to them anymore. Yeah, and a good chunk of like, them. Absolutely, it, it was so like I just I can't do this, dude. I I just and it's like, like it's like they built an empire now on YouTube. Some of these people, where it's just like they decry like they get like rage bait clicks from like decrying things as woke. And it's like in certain cases, you know, it's not that they're wrong, but it's like you're building, uh, you know, it just it, it just I just get tired of it. It's not something where I want to be like, oh, I want to get mad at this, you know, some stupid TV show or something because, you know, they included a, a gay character or something. Just, right.
0: I'm just, and it's kind of a house of cards. Like, uh, I, I don't remember the last time that I heard about like Chris Ray Gun.
1: You know what I mean? I think Chris Reagan was actually one of the better ones. He was. I,
0: one I of the, he was and when he outgrew it, which you should yeah. do as a as a creator, yeah. you shouldn't just do the same shtick every, you know, right. like forever. Yeah, he was right? one of the he
1: was actually one of the only ones who did not stick with it. You know what I mean? He yep. like when it Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And he out he when he outgrew but I haven't I think it I haven't seen he has not showed up in my feed on recommends. He hasn't showed up the way he did during the anti-SJW period right. because it was one of those things where look he hit really hard with that fucking song that he, that he made which yeah. was really good actually like it was yes. clever parody um, yeah. but he, he hit with that really 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 big he was already a relatively large channel when that happened and then mm-hmm. at this point it's like it, I haven't seen him anywhere once he like outgrew the anti-SJW yeah. thing
1: Right. Well, it's like one of those things, right? Where it's like, so someone gets big for a specific purpose or a specific reason. But then when they no longer, um like feed people that content that made them big, um some, some people, some like people who like latched on to him might think that's, you know, oh, why, you know, why'd you sell out? Why aren't you doing this stuff anymore? But it's like, no, dude, that was just a thing. Someone did it one time. And then they did other stuff that you, you know, aren't or or not interested
0: in right. Interested not such a big before, fan of well i'm started. yeah i i think i i think people blame you remember lacy green yes i don't know why we're talking about internet celebrities I you remember yeah uh... i don't know that's a name i
1: have not heard and have like
0: <laughs> not thought about in like five years dude well she <laughs> no. i know but she was dating chris reagan there for a while yeah and that's kind of it coincided a little bit with Chris Raygun sort of outgrowing the SJW, anti SJW. That's also the thing, thing is, I remember that like
1: a, a lot of people were like, oh, he's a, he, you know, he's a leftist now. Chris Raygun was always a, a liberal, like, he was always a self-avowed liberal. Like I don't know why you guys are like we're, I don't know why people were shocked about. It's that. like I, yeah I don't know why we're about like Vito Gisualdi,
2: it's, one
0: of it's like being surprised when Vito Giswaldi makes like liberal like politically liberal points. It's like he's always been a liberal Democrat. Like he's <laughs> you're you're why are you surprised by this? Just because he's fucking red pilled in the classic sense of the term. Like just because he's fucking red pilled. It doesn't mean that he's not a liberal Democrat like you can be both of those things like that's how far yeah. the left has moved is that you can be a liberal Democrat and still qualify as red billed.
1: But also like that's the thing right about these terms like left and right is that neither of them are monolithic right so it's like uh, w- what one person describes as the left. Um, they always have a very specific definition, but by definition, the left and the right are not specific in general. Right? Yeah, they're,
0: they're they, they they're not monolithic structures, and any attempt yeah. to categorize them as such tends to fall kind of short. I I, I do right. think Michael Malice got closest with the 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 question and answer of uh, like, uh, do you think some people are better than others?
1: Oh sure, and, I think and, I think and, left and, and, and right have definable tropes. Um, that you can latch onto them. Do you know what I mean? But they're not. It, it's hard to like. There's going to be outliers who don't necessarily fit in, and that's not to say the tropes are like incorrect. But it's just to say that you know, it's it's a general statement. not There a
0: is no problem. there is no strict categorical definition that actually no. works like past. Yes past right. like surface level scrutiny it, it just right. it, the, the,
1: the problem is right is that when you're trying to define something or describe something like let's say we're trying to describe the left and the right what we're when you're trying to define something you're trying to describe some phenomena right you're trying to define or some object in the world um but sometimes oftentimes in, in politics especially that the de- descriptive definition then becomes a prescriptive one so then they'll try to say that anyone who believes this is a leftist, even yes. if no one who is currently a leftist
0: currently believes that well, you it's know also I mean? a moving target that. in politics. It's yes. uh, like you're you're it's flu- completely fluid. Yeah. And and so you're trying to it, it would it's it's the, the I mean, nothing, nothing sort of exemplifies that more than sort of what 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 people call the sort of uh, the, the flip in American political alignment uh, in in the. Post-war period, post-Civil War. I'm sorry, leading up to post-war to me means post-Civil War now, only because of the focus on the Reconstruction Amendments in law school. Anyway, oh, um, sure. in the, in the post-Civil War period, leading up to uh, the Great Depression, that the, the 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 turn in alignment that occurred in that period. Uh, and people try to point to different times, but it was a totally fluid thing that happened through that entire period up into post-war right. America, post World War II America. Um, anyway, yeah. but the 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 point being, it, it's a moving target. You can't you can't yeah. just categorically define these things and then say, well, without saying, well, this is what it means today.
1: And right, exactly, that could yeah. be different often, tomorrow, like you know. I agree that there's something to the idea that the left tends to prioritize egalitarian ethics in some regard, however you want to define that, um, versus the right. I would say like egalitarian outcomes,
0: like they, they, uh, yeah, yeah, egalitarian outcomes, they sort of put a focus on. But even that, it's hard to square that with
1: the 20th century progressives, who were definitely not egalitarians yep. in like a normal sense of the word. Exactly, uh, they were eugenicists and like uh, very much uh, attributed some social hierarchy to, exactly uh, to society. So, so it's a it moving was, target. Was, uh, yeah, exactly. So it's it's really hard to like. You, you like all that matters ultimately in conversations is what do you mean by the term that's ultimately all that matters when you're having a conversation with someone i think trying to like this idea of like trying to make objective definitions is bound like doomed to fail no matter what I, I think all that matters in a conversation is like okay when you say this term what do you mean yeah and what that's you it. what are you that's, talking about it stops about. there yeah it stops there after that that's all
0: yeah, there's no, there's no broader, especially when you're dealing, I mean, the, the distinction between the prescriptive and the descriptive definition is is a mm-hmm. good one. The, the, the idea that, or that point is a good one, because the, the, you're right, it does become, it becomes a weird identity thing, too, for people. Yes. Where it's like, you, I mean. you, you can't let the world sort of move around you. Um mm-hmm. and and be comfortable in the uh in in the be comfortable and sure of of what it is that you believe. Like you right. you you can't let people just describe you however they want and then like because it's one of those things that people get so wrapped up in these words and what they think yeah. they mean for their identity. Oh yeah. When one of the things that honestly, gets overlooked in modern progressive politics, but, but is, is true of old school sort of social progressivism. The idea that, uh, and this is directly from Simone de Beauvoir, the idea that <laughs> there's, a, there's a subject and an object in each of us. Like, the idea of objectification yes. doesn't mean that you're an object at any given time. It means removing the subjectivity entirely. Because to some extent, you're always an object those two things exist in tandem in each human being that's right that's the ambiguity that she wrote about in the ethics of ambiguity (laughs) like is that 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 coexistence between subject and object that each of us has people will describe you however they wish
1: right and I, i mean that's the thing right is that like ultimately there's like, you can never fully truly like know the, what it is to be another person. So that ultimately leaves up with like an epistemological, like veil that we kind of live with where it's like, we can only describe someone from our own sub- subjective, uh, uh, like view of them and we can never truly like see through their eyes Yeah. or like our, our their experience of reality is
0: imperfect. No. Yes. Like our, our, yes. the, however we, however we experience reality is going to be incomplete
1: yeah that's that's absolutely correct
0: and that has to be okay like we have to be okay with that it has to be because yeah because
1: also trying to incorporate all of like reality into your like life is impossible and it would like destroy you right so like you have to like kind of create these like little not necessarily tunnel vision but you have to like break things down into things you understand into narratives um yeah like you know
0: and you like, can try you can try to be as, as objective as possible, but but ultimately yeah, yeah. ultimately it's you're still you're 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 still experiencing reality through your particular lens. That doesn't mean reality is any different. Reality right. is reality. It exists outside yes. of us. But the way that yeah. we process and internalize it is gonna be different from person to person. There's just no right. way to, and we also, to
1: avoid we it. also put some, like language itself is a subjective uh experience that we're trying to communicate to other people right it's a um like like there there's no such thing as an objective definition that exists you know for all time in history there are common and common definitions um that we sort of um a lot of people tend to agree with at a given time but there's no such thing as a, a truly objective definition that exists outside of like human thought process. Well, that's
0: why you have to it, define exactly. your terms at all times. I mean, this is yes. one of the things that you find if you're if you're ever doing anything even remotely official, whether it's in academia or yes. in law or whatever it is, there is a definition section in what you're writing. Yes. Because you because there no one agrees entirely on what words mean. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's yeah, so it's can... it's true of contract especially is at least that's yeah. the close experience I have with this phenomenon. Is the idea that you have to have the definitions of the word you're using in the contract, because mm-hmm. if you don't, there will be problems.
1: <laughs> right, exactly. I mean, for right, an easy way to look at it is like we all like people who speak English tend to have the have similar concepts of word, the same words within the English language. But oftentimes you can't be sure of that, right? So in the same way that you don't if you went over to some other country uh, that you didn't speak the language of, you wouldn't necessarily understand immediately. Um, what what the sounds coming out of their mouth necessarily meant, what they were trying to mean by those words, but that's also true to some extent to your native language too. There's right. uh, ambiguity in in words, uh, and I think you know there's obviously less of it. Um, in your native language, but it's also but it still happens. We shouldn't think that, you know, it it can't happen or doesn't happen just because, oh, I speak English and he speaks English, and therefore that means the same thing.
0: Well, that was ultimately the core thing that sort of led to the you remember the word cell and shape rotator thing, right? Oh, like that when that was a thing. Um, that's ultimately what led to that sort of word cell idea is the idea that if you have if you have a person who thinks only in terms, and I mean that literally. Like you have a person who thinks only in terms, <laughs> in words, in phrases, and and what those things mean uh, to them, or popularly. And and then you, if you ch- if you can change those definitions, you can change the way that person thinks. You can change that person's very opinions. I I see.
1: I I'm not. I'm still skeptical of that. I I, I don't because this is this also we can apply the standard of. I don't know what when when we say to s- the same thing we do not we might not know exactly what the other person means by it so when people say they can't like you know uh, that they think in words. I'm not necessarily certain what they mean. Exactly. Well, I think
0: it's a, I think it's an imperfect description of the phenomenon. I think, I think it's an imperfect description. I I think I
1: I really think both people are talking about the same thing, but they're just kind of uh, missing each other. See,
0: I'm not convinced of that either. I, I think the delineation between word cell and shape rotator is a bit of an amorphous distinction. Certainly. I think it's imperfect. Um and I think it's probably wrong as far as trying to uh, define people's thought processes categorically. It's pr- right, and probably I, don't not think, I, I, know,
1: I know people who have said that they 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 have a hard time like visualizing and they tend to think in terms and I, I, I so I still don't it's hard for me to wrap my head around that because I, I personally think in like vi- imagery. Right. Um I tend to uh, See, those I, people I, I, I use found both. are like very or very like um, smart so I, and I'm not saying that you're saying this but I think some people try to make it seem like well the the, the word cells are just deficient in some regard what I think
0: is like what I think is being touched on with that is is not so much again which is why I think it's I think it's a mistaken sort of categorical issue as far as word cell silver potato goes but the idea of a person who can be programmed by changing the definitions of the words that they value is it that does exist. That's that's one of the cores. Yeah, but of, I, I
1: think that I, I think that also happens with people who think in images as well. Yeah, though. right, you right, right. I mean? That's yeah.
0: what I'm saying. I think there's a I think there's a categorical issue there where you're. you're I don't think the categories are perfect. I don't think they work particularly I, mean, I, well. I,
1: I surely agree with the phenomenon where like. People, some people tend, at least in my experience, to work under the assumption that words are objective, or their their um, understanding of a word is the same exact thing as another person's understanding of a word, and therefore, when that uh, when someone changes the definition, they either refuse to acknowledge that changing definition or they just get, you know, swept off into like uh, terminological bullshit or right. something like that.
0: Well, that's one, it's um, one of the core, it's one of the fundamental sort of uh, uh, skills in neuro linguistic programming is that you, you take this person's vocabulary and you twist it to your own ends and oh, right. you, and you change the way they think by changing what the words they're already thinking with mean. Like mm. that's a, that is part of neuro-linguistic programming and, uh, and it's a cult technique as well that, that, that whole phenomenon certainly exists. And I agree with you. I I, I think it's Im- I think the, the description of word cell versus shape rotator like that, breaking it into those yeah. categories, isn't really accurate. Um, yeah. and, and. And further lumping word cells among people who fall for that is also not accurate, but... I, the phenomenon. You could also say
1: that someone could warp uh, someone's conception of a word by changing the image associated with the word as well. So it yeah. seems like you could also, so it seems like it would be equally, or I don't know about equally, but it could, uh, it seems like uh, it would, people who are like, you know, shape rotators, quote unquote, could also be just as susceptible to that in my view.
2: Yeah,
0: everyone um, is susceptible to it. This is one of the things about cults that, that people, people think they're above cult techniques and, and, and neurolinguistic programming and nobody is. It's like, it's like oh, thinking, right. yeah. it's like thinking you can't be conned.
1: It's the, you're not immune, immune to propaganda meme. It's exactly. like, you know, it's true. It's exactly. like anyone can be duped.
0: Cons. It's one of the, one of my favorite, uh, little phrases about, about cons and con men is that, um, it's, it's from Brian Brushwood, uh, in, in a wonderful show that he makes called the world's greatest con. It is awesome. I love that show. And one of the things that he says is that cons don't fool us because we're stupid. Cons fool us because we are human. They are mm-hmm. designed right. specifically to prey on the on our human nature, not on right. the way we think or whatever. Like they they're designed to prey on the things that humans generally value. Right. And and so the, the that's part of the that, that that that's that's part of that you're not immune to propaganda thing like you, you everyone is capable of falling for a cult yeah. or a con or NLP whatever it is where these and techniques if you think you're immune applied. to
1: propaganda you're probably more likely to be propagandized exactly than, uh... because you're
0: not vigilant anymore you're not looking <laughs> yeah. for it that's the biggest issue that people run into I mean you see it with, with scams my uh, for example my girlfriend's mom fell for a uh, an Indian refund scam. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the old classic. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, she fell for a refund scam, and it, the the way that they've started doing it's kind of interesting. They said that it was a Bitcoin payout, like a cryptocurrency payout that they needed to get to her. And so they 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 built up this whole fiction about this about this cryptocurrency payout, and she ended up falling for it. Now we 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 were able to come in and stop anything bad from happening. She didn't lose any money, but mm-hmm. um and and I credit people like Pierogi from Scammer Payback and 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 Jim Browning for that because I I would not have known how to deal with that situation without having watched their videos. Uh, so go support them, uh, uh, Pierogi from Scammer Payback and uh, Jim Browning. Excellent, excellent YouTubers who help a lot of people and really get the word out on these scams and how they work, but uh that is that's something that happens when you're not being vigilant and and they know that the scammer knows that and that's why they get you in it like into an emotional state they try really hard to manipulate you into being in a a, in a heightened emotional state so you stop Mm -hmm. thinking
1: also a sense of urgency right you need to act now
0: exactly and then, and they only build on that, you know, when they do the thing where it's like, oh no, we sent you too much money. I'm going to lose my job. I'm not going to be able to feed my family. I'm not going to do all this. Blah, blah, blah. like they, they really work to get you really, really yeah. riled up. Right. They work very hard on it. Um, <clears throat> how do we get off on that? Well, I mean, it's, I, but I think <laughs> you can fact that like, you know, uh,
1: the way politics works is that. For most people, most politicians, they tend, to, they, they don't, um, they, they have like, there's multiple ways they can go about it, right? They can make you scared of your neighbor or the other, right? They can make you afraid of the other, which causes them. But it ultimately all falls back on, like, when a politician makes you afraid of the other because they want to make you have this sense of urgency because you need to vote for me. I'll, I'll, you know, protect you, do all this bullshit, blah, blah, blah. Um, they're ultimately preying on people's, uh, like, uh, like love for their families and things like that. They're pr- the politicians tend to prey on people's good nature. They fool um, you because it's ultimately- human. Exactly. Yeah. So it, it it ends up like having this like thing where it's like it causes people to act very, uh, very badly. But it's ultimately stemmed from a politician preying on and ultimately defiling uh, someone a, a, a good nature from someone, right? Someone's well, this was one of the their things or their <clears throat> family or something. And they make them scared. And that doesn't justify like people who like obviously, you know, get um, propagandized and do awful shit from that. I'm not trying to like excuse anything. up Sure. But sure I'm just saying that's the mentality that the politician works off of to essentially um, get people into like a crazed state, right? Like a demagogue. Uh, it's, it's, Absolutely. Um,
0: uh, this is one of the things that I've been heartened to see, actually, is is the number of people who are kind of realizing that with regard to the Democrats fundraising off the backs of abortion threats. Oh, like right. The, and Yeah. Like the, after Roe v. Wade got overturned, it seems like a switch flipped in some people. And it's not like everybody. It's like shoe on head types, right? Like lefty sort of liberals who um, who did you see the video?
1: Of that liberal on on, it was going around Twitter like for like all last week. But he, I think he got an email from Nancy Pelosi asking for donations or something, and he was just reading off had the net worth of all these people, and he's like, "No, you don't need money. You're you're a fucking scammer." Essentially, not no exactly he didn't say those words, but that's essentially what he was saying. It's like, uh, yeah, if you're a Democrat and you you're out there and you think the democrats are actually you know going to protect you or you think they're going to protect uh you know no matter what you think of abortion if you're a democrat and you support abortion how does it feel to be a democrat and to see the democrats out there on the steps singing on the steps of the supreme court and than asking you for money exactly
0: they're turning around you know? and asking you for fucking cash i mean this is the thing the the the, the and i've and seen that realization exactly i've seen that realization people have had where they're they're looking at all this and they're seeing um they're seeing the uh, the the way that democrats have number one refused to codify yeah. even when they've controlled the legislature they've refused to codify roe v wade in any significant mm. way. And on, on top of that, they, uh, they use the threat of the overturning of Roe v. Wade yeah. to fundraise. To get more money. And, yes. and I, I they, think you don't, yeah. without the collapsing trust in institutions generally that we've experienced mm. since, uh, oh God, I, I think it goes back to like 2012. Uh, I think
1: the housing crash also. Like, yeah. Uh, you know, yeah
0: yeah i i think it kind of i think it kind of goes back i think it is kind of rooted in that because you have the the housing crash followed by the recession and then when they started saying the recession is over and everybody was like no it's not not for me like like i don't think the economy ever actually recovered from that recession i think it's been a recessed economy Uh, ever since um and there's been some good times but they've all been very short Very short periods of growth. But but uh, regardless, the, the 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 collapsing trust in institutions seem to have allowed these people who otherwise would have been uh, staunch standard bearers for the party, which will defend Roe v. Wade and all this other stuff. Um, right. to sort of see reality and, and see that like, no no no, this is this was a threat that they could hold over you to take your money.
1: Yes, it was. It's always been that it like and it's like, you know, that that's one thing, right, is that you take from is like uh, if you're a Democrat, look how much your support was worth to them. Look at it. Just take it take a step back and
0: look at all the support you've given them. Look how much that was worth to them. What are the results of your struggle? What are the results of your of, of your playing at politics? What's happened for you? Well, now one of the most important things to you is gone. Roe v. Wade's yep. been overturned. Now, now, whether or not... <clears throat> I, I, I personally think that like, Thomas's uh, dissent was misread by people generally because they don't really know what he was referring to when he was talking about the political Immunities Clause. But um, regardless of that, now the threats are, well, now they're going to overturn uh, Lawrence v. Texas and Obergefell. And they're going to let they're going to make it illegal. They're going to let the states make it illegal for gays to have sex and all of stuff. And while and to that's be fair, a,
1: I do think there are certain Republicans who do want that, 100 percent, do want that. But I, that, I, I think that it's also a fear bait thing where it's like, yeah, we're going to we, we want the money. Give us the fucking money.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I think Obergefell, maybe I think I think maybe Thomas would want to overturn Obergefell. I don't think Thomas would want to overturn Lawrence.
1: Um, can you, uh, for for the audience, can you uh tell people like which which of those oh, cases sure, were, like, uh, were, like, Yes,
0: and... Obergefell is gay marriage. Um, Obergefell yeah. was the case that uh, forced the states to recognize uh, gay marriages, and uh, Lawrence v. Texas was the case that um, forced the uh, forced the states to overturn, uh, or rather, it overturned state laws banning sodomy um private sexual conduct generally um was was uh you're you're not allowed to ban private sexual conduct of any kind um so long as it's legal in every other way you know what i mean um right but uh yeah you're not allowed to ban those things uh under under Lawrence v. Texas that was the outcome of that case um but those th- there's a whole line of of cases this is something people don't really understand about constitutional law is like They don't decide a case based on, um, well, this is a constitutional right. And that isn't, there's a whole line of, of legal theory behind the way that cases like that are decided called substantive due process. That's what the, that's what the whole line is, is called. And it's what was largely in effect during, um, during incorporation when they decided that the bill of rights applies to the states. Um, The substantive due process is a fraud of a legal theory. Like, substantive due process isn't, it it doesn't work. That's where we get rational basis, intermediate scrutiny, and strict scrutiny from. And nowhere in the Constitution will you find rational basis, intermediate scrutiny, or strict scrutiny. They are legal tests that were made up by the judiciary. Right. They, and they, there's,
1: uh, I, I assume they're sort of like uh, presented as like, well, this is just precedent. This is how we've done in the past. So we continue on this, through this lineage. Absolutely.
0: And it's the substantive due process. They have to call it substantive due process because it's all via the due process clause of the 14th Amendment. But the problem is there's already a clause in the 14th Amendment that can protect all those rights. It's called the Privileges or Immunities Clause. But the Privileges or Immunities Clause was gutted by the Slaughterhouse Cases. In the very late uh, 19th century, early 20th century. I think I actually have the date wrong on that.
1: Can you go into that a little bit, like exactly how were they gutted or exactly what did they do? Uh, um,
0: kind of- so, yeah, absolutely. The The slaughterhouse cases were a, uh, a, a set of cases that were all heard together um in uh yeah no i was right late 19th century why aren't i why aren't i more confident um <laughs> 1873 just um, saying no
1: one will double check it
0: anyway it's <laughs> fine <laughs> um So, the the Privileges and Immunities Clause was a landmark U.S. Supreme Court decision. Uh, I'm just reading the first. Actually, this is a really good wiki. Uh, The Wikipedia for the Slaughterhouse Cases actually wraps it up really, really well. It's one of those that you look at and it's like I can't find flaws in this Wikipedia article. Um, uh, Held the Privileges and Immunities Clause of the 14th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution only protects the legal rights that are associated with federal U.S. citizenship, not those that pertain to state citizenship. So, what happened was um... The there were there was a law passed in New Orleans, uh, or in, in Louisiana, that that forced um, livestock companies to use specific private corporations to slaughter animals. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was the the stat, uh, the statute that was passed basically created a legal monopoly out of a, out of a couple of private companies. And there was, of course, you know, corruption and stuff involved in that. And so the slaughterhouse, uh, the the, 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 uh, the Butcher's Association sued, and it went to the Supreme Court, and there were like six cases that were all wrapped up in in, in heard as a single case, because they all pertained to the same uh, issue. So all these cases get heard by the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court basically says... Their, their position, by the way, was that this is tantamount to slavery. You're forcing us to use a specific service provider at their prices, mm-hmm. and we're not being compensated for any overcharge. We're not being compensated for anything. We're, uh, this is forcing us to deal with a specific allowed, company. you are not allowed to go out, outside those... Monothe- like- exactly Cartels, basically. exactly legally forcing us to use a specific company is tantamount to slavery which mm-hmm. is not a wrong position i mean i can see the i can see like where they could make well they happen. had to make that argument because of the reconstruction amendments the the reconstruction oh, right, right. amendments were they were making the argument based on the 14th amendment uh, and the privileges or immunities clause within the Fourteenth Amendment, and so, and and with the understanding, of course, that the Reconstruction Amendments were designed to abolish uh, private slavery, mm-hmm. so they had to kind of make that argument and link those ideas. Um, but but what they ended up, what the Supreme Court ended up doing, was saying that. Uh, um, that the the thirteenth and fourteenth amendment were designed only to protect black slaves and that it only has to do with federal citizenship, huh. not oh, um not state citizenship. And so there's like a very short list of things that are protected by the privileges or immunities clause. Um it's effectively nothing. It's like use of the waterways is one of them. Right. It's stuff <laughs> like that, right? Uh so yeah. Uh, and and it's in contravention of the amendment itself. Actually, I want to pull up the text of the Fourteenth Amendment because it it is absolutely in contravention of the text. Uh, uh, da da da. I just need to pull up the. Sorry, it takes a minute. Um. Da 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 da. No state shall make or enforce any law... This is a, a an excerpt from Section 1 of the 14th Amendment. No state shall make or enforce any law which shall abrive the privileges or immunities of citizens of the United States, nor shall any state deprive any person of life, liberty, or property without due process of law, nor deny any person within its jurisdiction the equal protection of the laws. So, this has to do... And, by the way, the Section 1... I just might as well read the whole thing. The first sentence of Section 1... All persons born or naturalized in the United States and subject to the jurisdiction thereof are citizens of the United States and of the Mm -hmm. state wherein they reside. And that's followed by no state shall make or enforce any law which shall abridge the privileges and immunities of citizens of the United States. So the the text is obviously dealing with state laws.
1: Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, I get what you're saying. So it's like there's an incongruency here where it's like, uh in one hand they're trying to say yeah this applies to all citizens within the united states and then the other one is saying oh it it actually doesn't cover you know state laws
0: right right it doesn't cover state it doesn't cover state laws that affect the rights of a citizen within the state it just doesn't make sense yeah it doesn't make sense because like if you're going to say that all citizens within the united
1: states which are also within states it seems like that would, like, apply, you, you know what I yeah. mean, by definition.
0: Yeah, you'd think, but they really didn't want to let that happen. And so the what they've ended up making all of these decisions on and what the substantive due process jurisprudence points to is that that the clause that follows, nor shall any state deprive any person of life, liberty, or property without due process of law. So... So it's, it's considered substantive due process, right? The, the, if you deprive a person of liberty without due process, and that's mm-hmm. been, what's the foundation of like the civil rights cases and all that stuff it, is this, is oh, this idea okay, right, right. of deprivation of life, liberty, or property without due process of law when mm-hmm. privileges or immunities is way better. <laughs> right.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> And that's actually what Thomas was referring to in his dissent. He was talking about overturning all of the substantive due process line in favor of privileges or immunities. And frankly, I think private sexual conduct falls under privileges or immunities.
1: Oh, uh, okay, yeah, so that, yeah, I, I totally see, like, why that would be a better legal ground to stand on than
0: uh, This is uh, what I, this a, is what I mean when I say that the entirety of civil rights jurisprudence in the United States is built on a house of cards, and that house of cards name is substantive due process. It's a right. shitty line of thought. The tests are entirely made up. Rational basis isn't even a test. This is the thing, most state <clears throat> laws are tested under rational basis. You know what rational mm-hmm. basis means? <coughs> This is the test. Is let, me, let me let me let me let me impart to you the way the court applies the rational basis test. If I'm a judge and I'm sitting here and I'm hearing a challenge to a state law and I can think of any reason whatsoever that that law <laughs> might make sense, it passes rational basis scrutiny.
1: Oh my god. <laughs> so it's just just anything practically. Anything.
0: It's like, yeah, well, you know, it's like <laughs> There's no other element. If if, if I love
1: it's so funny and like kind of horrific in a horrifically funny way where it's like uh, the more I learn about like law, the more it's like, oh, yeah, we just made this shit up. And Dude, we're running with it.
0: This is my problem <laughs> with this is one of my problems with conservative legal theorists is they yeah. act like it's not all made up.
1: Right. Have you ever read um, John Hasnick's The Myth of the Rule of Law? I have not. Oh, dude. I should. Yeah, I think you'd love that. It's great. It's, it's not too long. It's, you can find a PDF of it online. It's, it's
0: really good. But, I'll have to do that. But it's one of those things that like you, you, you the, the, the idea people get all mad about <laughs> this idea of the penumbras and emanations of the constitution, right? Like this is where they find yeah. the privacy, right? In the constitution. Cause the constitution mm-hmm. never mentions privacy. Um, right. The, but so they it's
1: find like this rights. exactly something that gets protected by happenstance in some sense exactly um,
0: it's the penumbra's and emanations and yeah. so they but, but, the, but the problem is people complain about that and the conservative legal theorists complain about that but ignore the fact that judicial review is also not in the constitution
1: <laughs> right <laughs>
0: Marbury versus Madison is the first (laughs) penumbral case in the United States. The establishment of judicial review is based on the penumbras and emanations of the Constitution. Now, I'm not saying, because this is the argument, I think it's the only logical conclusion, given the text of the Constitution, the only logical conclusion is, is judicial review that's all that's the only thing that makes sense given the the structure and the organization of the government and what the what the judiciary's job is you know what i mean so like when Mm -hmm. their job is described judicial review is one of the only things that makes sense but it wasn't spelled out specifically that the that the judiciary has the duty to determine whether a law conflicts with the constitution and so the the all these conservative legal theorists and stuff, if they really, really wanted to be consistent, would hate judicial review.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah.
0: But they don't they don't want to be consistent. And I've I've made this point about originalists conservative originalist uh legal theorists a million times over. They're <laughs> hypocrites. And it's not just for that. They're originalists reason when
1: they want to be and yes. the, when it doesn't serve them. It's like, oh well, you know, <laughs> I don't yeah. know.
0: I'm sorry, I don't mean to drag us off into fucking autistic. No, no, you're, fine. you're um, fine. But actually, you wanted to talk about a legal issue. Um, oh,
1: yes. Uh, so I think you were going to say, I think you said you had some stuff on this that I did not know about.
0: Yes. But why don't you introduce yeah. it? Because it's your sure. it's, it's your topic. So recently, you recently,
1: I think it happened like last week or maybe two weeks ago. Um, I don't have a couple of weeks track to of time.
0: Now. Yeah, I think it was yeah, a couple of uh, weeks ago now. Time is weird. F- but yeah. E-
1: yeah, the FDA banned Juul e-cigarettes and uh yeah, that that's basically it. Um if you want to like take it from there and uh Well, what they
0: uh, what you have to do now in order to make e-juice mm-hmm. is you have to apply to the FDA for the right to do so. Oh, of course. Um and they denied Juul's application. Ah. Uh-huh. And oh. so so Juul uh and this is something that I haven't seen really talked about, and I haven't seen any updates on it, but uh, it was published in the Times on, on the 24th of June. Yeah, 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 Times is not a reliable source, yada, yada, yada. This is a legal issue. I mean, it's an event that happened. They're going to report properly on it. A um, federal appeals court uh, granted an injunction against the order. That And so Jewel is allowed uh, to produce so long as that injunction stands.
1: Okay. And I'm sure they'll be challenged. Um. Yes.
0: Uh, it was the Court of Appeals for the District of Columbia issued a temporary stay uh, that had been sought by Jewel. The brief order by the appeals court cautioned that the stay, uh, quote, should not be construed in any way as a ruling on the merits, which is what all stays say. You didn't need to include that New York Times. That's basic... Uh, anyway, journalists don't know the law. They don't understand it. Um, the stay involves Neither neither
1: do most people. (laughs) That's true. (laughs)
0: That's true. Uh, the stay involves the FDA's order on Thursday when the agency said Joule had to stop selling its products because it had provided conflicting and insufficient data that prevented the FDA from assessing the potential health risks of its products. Uh, it'll be up to the appeals court to decide whether Juul should continue to be allowed to sell its products while the company pursues its appeal of the FDA's decision. The court gave Juul until Monday at noon to file an additional motion. It gave the FDA until July 7th to file a motion response. I'm going to assume that hasn't been filed yet. The state generally waits until the last minute. Um, in its emergency filing for a stay, Juul argued that the FDA's decision to ban sales was motivated by political forces that sought to blame the company for youth vaping crisis vaping youth vaping crisis vaping crisis Ugh. Jesus the f d a issued the ruling against jew quote after immense political pressure from Congress, the filing reads, even though several of its competitors now have a larger market share and much higher underage usage rates, um which is true um but as part of this whole um as part of this whole package this whole this whole package that the f d a put into place um you have to reduce tobacco companies have to reduce the nicotine levels in their cigarettes.
1: Oh, right. So that's just like an after effect of this ruling, I guess, or this. Well, no,
0: no, no, It's, it's, it's part of the same rule set that, that, um, caused like this, this entire rules change from the FDA that forced, uh, e-juice companies oh, and e-cig companies to apply for all this stuff. as part of that, that set of rule changes, there yeah. is now a maximum nicotine volume that's allowed in cigarettes
1: oh my god
0: i don't know how many you times know, i, I, I have to say like it.
1: especially cruel like it's always you know it's always bad to you know ban things obviously no one none of a, neither of us here are in favor of the state banning uh like <laughs> consumption no. of any type of drug but it's especially cruel to me when you're going through like economic tough times and you're robbing people of like some enjoyment <laughs> that always any little vice. Like,
0: wow what like,
2: bastard's <laughs>
0: i don't <laughs> I don't get I, I I understand better the people who are consistently pro anti vice laws pro anti the mm-hmm. people who consistently push for anti vice laws people who are like we need to ban alcohol, we need to ban cigarettes, we need to ban everything right. fun a- a- like coffee anyone who thinks those things
1: you're having fun, fun. to right to jail straight <laughs> <Exactly>. to jail
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But, like, they want to ban all that stuff coffee, caffeine, all this, anything, any neurologically active chemical.
2: Yeah.
0: They want to ban. Fine. At least you're consistent. It's when people break down and and you start to say, well, and this is why I started asking people name one effect of nicotine alone that is distinct from any one effect of caffeine alone. Yeah. It can't be done. They're they're practically the same thing.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And and these people are the same types of people who will just drink like 12 coffees a day. Right. Exactly. A lot of these people and they'll find nothing wrong with this or they'll go eat shitty fast food, which look, I'm not knocking it. Absolutely. If you want to go do that, knock yourself out. Go do it. But Don't be a fucking hypocrite. And, you know, uh, uh, clutch your pearls over some bullshit that you don't know about.
0: Let's not pretend that a double quarter pounder isn't fucking addictive. Like I right. this is this is obviously addictive. Yeah. I've experienced that addiction. Right. Um it's it's one of those things I just I, uh, I I don't know how many times I have to say it. The nicotine levels aren't the problem. It's not the nicotine that yep. causes harm to people. Yep. The what causes harm to people are the byproducts of burning plant matter and inhaling it (laughs) right (laughs) that's what hurts people (laughs)
1: yeah (laughs) because like as you said right well and then someone will come back well no nicotine you know it does you know it can cause some damage to your brain it does uh, it can change like your neurological structure a little bit it's like yeah dude caffeine does that too
0: yeah there's no (laughs) one there's no one effect of nicotine alone that is any any different from any one effect of caffeine yeah up, up to and including like energy like nicotine yeah. gives you like an energy buzz Th- that's what caffeine does too <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs> highly
1: like, addictive why, why do you think you drink why do you think you have an urge to drink coffee when you get first get up and feel exactly so
0: exactly like, why do you,
1: why is that a
0: ritual uh it, I don't know. It just, it blows my mind the way people look at this problem. And look, I, I understand the teen vaping they'll... thing. I, I understand the concerns about teens vaping. I get it. I, I mean, look, sure. I, 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 I understand the... I
1: I was also going to say I, I I just hate when people use the uh, I, and I'm not saying you're doing this obviously but I, I'm just saying I hate when people use the whole oh you know well what about the children thing that's their last oh, Hail yeah Mary, no, it's last fallback bullshit. it's the final fallback when you have nothing I've left said it a life, million well, times a child something about, you
0: know? <laughs> I've said it a million times the the more you try to disnify the world the more vulgar I become like I I I, <laughs> I will not allow the world to be disnified I'm just not it's not going to happen yeah. um the because you can't. Stop me. Like, you can make all the laws you want. You cannot stop me from being vulgar publicly. Also, Um, the idea
1: that we need to punish everyone else and restrict everyone else from doing something because a child might uh, get their hands on something
0: that they shouldn't. Exactly. It's It's insane. It's (laughs) It's absolutely (laughs) insane um don't fuck with adults because you can't be a good parent like that's not that's not anyone else's fault um this is one of the i I, but i do understand the concern i I do understand the concern of i wouldn't want i'm not a fan of the idea of teenagers being addicted to anything let alone a neuroactive chemical these are habits that will last your entire life they cost money like the the idea of this is one of the problems with cigarette smoking especially is that it's it it, it costs so much money like it's it's right. it is uh it, it's um financially stupid to smoke cigarettes and I say this as someone who did smoke cigarettes for a very long time
1: like it's I I think you could also say you know at least just on the financial side not talking about the health side I think people do that all the time with like hobbies, so you know what I mean and I know it's kind of weird to talk about that in the same way if there's no talking about a hobby but it's still something someone sits down and enjoys, you know, and, and maybe we could say, well, you know, I, obviously it has bad health effects, but just on the economic side, I don't have too much of a problem with the like the t- the money sink because I feel like people would just sink money into something else. They'll maybe do something
0: else. It. I agree with you, but 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 I, I think you have a, a, a with a hobby um, at least in the way I, I, I don't see, first of all, I'm what? not
1: saying it is a hobby. I'm just saying it's, it's sure. it, it, like they it would be doing something else. They would be uh, devoting money into something yeah. else, I they'll be
0: building time. Gunpla or or doing whatever it is that interests yeah. them outside of that. And I get that, and I think that's prob- that's that's definitely true. I just think there's uh, certain practices as far as like um, as far as financial uh, responsibility that teenagers, especially, that should oh, yeah, you agree. should be instilling but, in teenagers and and not wasting money on vices is one of those aspects of financial responsibility sure. even if as an adult you do so <laughs> right. you know what i mean but you have to know yeah, when it's wanna, like you want to say your child up week.
1: to where they you know they can be responsible even if they're not going to be exactly you know I mean? that's
0: my biggest issue with the idea of of teenagers being addicted to anything is that it, a, addictive uh, the addictive nature of a thing will undermine responsible decision making it does so in adults uh uh, absolutely but I, I think I want to give kids the best leg up they can have um, but even outside of that like that doesn't mean that this is solving a problem or that a problem even right. exists I would much right. rather teenagers were getting a hold of jewels and using uh, uh, e-cigarettes instead of actual cigarettes like they did when I was right. in high school yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah yeah <laughs> like they did, like I did when I was yeah, and then just in just a practical
1: aspect. Right. So even if we want to say, you know, well, we don't want kids to get their hands on these. Now, I would agree. Uh... It's like from a practical aspect, kids are going to, you know, get their hands on these types of things, right? It's like they can't drugs can't even be kept out of school. It's just it's just a thing that happens and not saying that, you know, it's good that it happens or that we, you know, more kids should be on them. But it prohibition a it's prohibition doesn't suddenly become better.
0: more effective because the targets are younger.
1: <laughs> it's, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, 100%. So it's like uh, ultimately it's like this is as you said,
0: I'd rather have them on this than actual cigarettes. (laughs) So yeah, it's far less harmful. Um, I don't want to hear about popcorn lung. That's bullshit. Uh, (laughs) But the uh, but in any case the uh, I I don't know. I just find it. I, I knew a girl in high school. Who smoked black and milds at lunch. Oh, I don't oh. know how the fuck. <laughs> I believe she was a freshman. I was a junior. I, I don't know how in the fuck a freshman in high school was able to get a hold of black and Miles consistently enough to smoke them at lunchtime. <laughs> but that's like that's what's going on, man. I the would ingenuity much of rather the human
1: will exactly. <laughs> <to> just...
0: <laughs> I would much rather that be a jewel. Right. Oh yeah. It just it's it it seems irresponsible to think anything otherwise. <laughs> frankly.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh but yeah, there's a there's a stay issued and the FDA is going to respond. And, you know, it's also seven. that
1: thing where it's like, you know, when prohibition happens and when there's a general prohibition on lots of drugs, it makes it more likely that people are just going to go for the harder drugs anyway, because obviously if, if the, even the light drugs are prohibited and the hard drugs are prohibited, it's like, well, why? Why don't I just go for the harder stuff anyway? So yeah, it ends up actually having this backfiring effect from all like the moral puritans uh, who want to like restrict things for like health reasons or something. So it's just, you know, it just counter, it's just counterintuitive. Not that they're, you know, they can think that many steps ahead, usually from their own uh, policy proposals. But, you know,
0: it's no, <laughs> it's it's, always, uh, you know. the fact remains the same that that most people can't think past first order effects. Most people yeah. are, are totally incapable of that. Um, there was another thing you wanted to talk about. And and I'm, oh, I'm, I'm actually kind of <laughs> yeah. glad I'm actually kind of glad that, that yesterday uh, we got delayed because the number of parody tweets <laughs> that have yeah. resulted from this tweet, I was laughing. Yes, I was. I was laughing all evening <laughs> over this.
1: Yeah. So President Biden made a tweet uh, yesterday um, <laughs> and it, it goes as follows. My message to the companies running gas stations and setting prices at the pump is simple. This is a time of war and global peril. Bring down the price you were charging at the pump to reflect the cost you're paying for the product and do it now.
0: I. Okay. So. It's one of the most competitive markets on the planet with some of the thinnest margins is selling gas. Like that's.
1: And it's like. It's like you know, it's one of those things where it's like, who knows if he's actually dumb or not? If he's actually like, uh, like, oh, he didn't mentally write this. retarded. He didn't write this. Um, this, this. Oh, I know he standard. didn't write this. Yeah, I know he didn't write this. But it's one of those things where it's like, when you let's see, hmm, you put sanctions on oil pipelines in Russia, who is a major oil distributor, um. And you think that this is not, and also you you talk about like supply chain issues just in general, and you think this is not going to have any uh, lingering effect or like domino effect on the cost of that good in question.
0: <laughs> it, really? It, well, here's the thing. Uh, it won't, and I'll tell you why. Oh yeah. Because this is an ineffectual tweet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, because it, that's the thing, right? I, it's
1: like he wrote a mean letter to them. Exactly. He's like, "Do it this now!" A
0: sternly and... worded letter. It means nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I know they were talking about passing legislation to cap the price of gas, and and, just... and that's what you're referring to. Absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah.
1: But but the the tweet itself is just hilarious it, on so its own. So. It, it's... it's just like.
0: There's nothing backing it up It's a he, He's
1: waving his flaccid finger Right now <laughs> It's just like
0: <laughs> <laughs> Bring down the price you are charging at the pump To reflect the cost you're paying for Or the I'll product. make
1: another tweet <laughs> and
0: Or I'll tweet again
1: <laughs> Or I'll, I'll quote tweet you this
0: time <laughs> <laughs> I'll at mention you I'll at mention yeah. BP <laughs> Yeah that's right <laughs> Jesus Good Christ God. It's just there was a the, the there have been so many parody tweets of this. I I can't remember yeah. who it was, but um, and I can't remember the watch company. I'm I'm just gonna say Cartier. But um, there was a <laughs> there was a woman who posted a picture of uh, a a watch, a designer watch, and she uh tagged the company in it. And I'm just going to say Cartier. that. Like, she's like, Cartier, this is a time of war and global peril. Bring down what? the price of this watch and do it now. I just,
1: I, next time I'm at the grocery store, I'm going to read this tweet out to the cashier when she asks me <laughs> to pay. I'm like... <laughs> This is a time of global. This is a time of war and global peril. Bring. I'm not paying this. Bring down
0: the price and do it now. Yes. This is a time of war and global peril. <laughs> I refuse to pay this much for deodorant. <laughs> me, me arguing
1: inside to the manager of the Chuck E. Cheese.
0: <laughs> Sir, this is a Wendy's. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. oh god the number of people making fun of this has me uh, god it's so great Uh, shoes reply is really good too it's a picture of biden at a podium and the sign on the podium reads damn that sucks someone should do something about that
2: (laughs) (laughs) oh oh
1: Like, like imagine like you're a true believer and you really do think like the president can bring down gas prices and then this is what he does. This is (laughs) like, this is, this is your, this is your king.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Oh, this is the thing. Uh, the, one of the things that, that I, that I saw the other day that sort of is, is related to this. Um, there were cameras around, uh, and I don't know if this was set up or if this was during a photo op. I think it might've been during a photo op. But Macron was talking to Biden, uh, uh, and, mm-hmm. and he was telling Biden that there's actually not much capacity that the Saudis have. Like, the Saudis are, are, are not quite at capacity. They could increase production a little bit. But OPEC is, is pretty much at capacity. They can't meet demand, certainly. Mm-hmm. And the, like the, the, at the end of the day, <laughs> U.S. production is down. <laughs> Right. This is one of the few times, this is actually one of the few times that the president actually did and does play a hand in the price of gas. Absolutely. It's never been true before. Right. But it is now. Like, because of yeah. all the production that he blocked, you're not allowed to drill on federal land anymore. Offshore drilling right. is done. Like, the, 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 the amount of production that was lost because of Biden's policies has worsened the shortage. Now, there would have been a shortage anyway, but, but it, it wouldn't yeah. be as bad. Right. It, it just, it, it, and it's hilarious that the response is a sternly worded tweet to the people who are making like a penny a gallon. And also, you
1: know, and also this came on right before this, you know, you had like these, uh, you know, elite liberals making fun of people who are concerned about gas prices. It's like, and it really just showed you like how much these people really hate poor people. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's like, it's like, you know, this is hurting people who are like, uh, you know, middle class, like pretty, you know, high up in middle class, uh, these gas prices. And the fact that you're going to sit here and make fun of poor people who can barely scrape by who are living paycheck to paycheck and now they have to go fewer places uh just to like make ends meet it's like no you are a despicable person and and then uh, you know you want joe biden to save you and this is what he does yeah
0: this is it this is how this is as effectual as your president can be a sternly worded letter At least there's no more mean tweets. Look, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not like a, I'm not the president of Trump's fan club. But, but this yeah. is some shit you wouldn't have seen from him. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I, I, this is at least this is the thing about Trump that I appreciated as as a politician. And I say this with all of the appreciation that I have for politicians, which is none, but <laughs> relatively. Um, yeah. The thing that I appreciated about Trump is that he didn't do shit like this. Right. There was nothing ineffectual about Trump. There was nothing effete and effeminate and totally unable to affect the world about Trump. <laughs> and and that's, right. this is the problem that, that I have. Oh God, it's just so annoying. And to see people just fawning over it. Like, the, like the, the, the moderate Democrats still love the guy. Right. And it's like this dude, he's first of all, he's obviously unwell.
2: (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) And that's just what I hate about, like liberals in general. Like, I think this is might be the thing I hate the most is that they take little gestures like this and act like they're like someone is standing up for them in a war. Like, you know what I mean? It's like they're playing. a They're playing this like, uh, like. Titanic game of the universe between good and evil, and then they really believe they they pedestalize little bullshit like this. It's like you know taking the word Russian off of some liquor or some store or some yes. shit, and they're like, "Yeah, you're we're you know we're in the front lines, baby." we it's like, you get, yep. just please go away, just uh, don't show your face. I think it, too.
0: I think to the person like who wrote this tweet does not know how gas prices work right because yeah the, i know that's what i was gonna say too right tweet, it's like
1: obviously they they have no clue
0: my message to the companies running gas stations and setting prices at the pump
1: like yeah, this, the one setting the prices at the pump. do you
0: not know who that is <coughs> i just i don't I, I i mean this is these are contract stations they work with they work with yeah the petroleum company, they shell, and that's why you'll have right. like even an independent gas station still has a shell right. logo on it. it it's, it's. Uh, yeah, it, it's like that local
1: McDonald's is not actually run by the core. is not like ran by the corporation of
0: McDonald's. You know? Exactly. you know what I mean? Like it's, this is not how this works usually. Uh, and the margins are so thin in fuel anyway. <laughs> like the, like yeah. the, it's already one of the most competitive markets on the planet. Yeah, prices have to come down. Because people are going to stop buying gas eventually. Like, this is what this is this is the, the ultimate issue with this. Oh, God, I just can't. I, I, I just. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh.
1: Blech. And then I could get into a whole rant about how this would be. This would have been probably less of an issue if like, I don't know, we had, uh, the government didn't like stop people from adopting nuclear energy. Yeah. Like 50 to 100 years ago. Mm hmm. You know, just something like that oh yeah. I'll yeah, yeah,
0: yeah yeah yeah. well the energy crisis is is i mean dude have you uh has your power bill gone up yes uh yeah mine too dramatically
2: yeah
0: it's the there is an energy shortage it's not just a gas problem yes. this yeah. is really 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 bad <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> and, and,
1: and you know i i don't know how much i, I don't want to play into like fear mongering but you know you always have stories about like how um uh, you know the, the infrastructural, like electric grid, is like moments away from failing at any given oh, moment yeah. or some yeah. shit. And it's
0: just like oh. well, that's the thing. It's any like- any any utility rolled out at scale is going to be held together with baling yeah. wire and duct tape. I mean that's just yeah. the way it works. Yeah. I mean that's that, yeah. it, the internet's the exact same way. The internet's right. held together with baling wire and duct tape. There's no there's yeah. it's not none of this stuff is like a hardened infrastructure. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, okay, there was one more thing that I wanted to talk about at least, um, yeah. and that is uh, so California's uh, gun registry mm-hmm. was hacked. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I heard about this. Yeah, this is from the AP. Cybersecurity experts say the California Department of Justice apparently failed to follow basic security procedures on its website, exposing the personal information of potentially hundreds of thousands of gun owners. <laughs> wow. The website was designed not only to show general data about the number and location of concealed carry permits, but uh, broken down by year and county, Uh, but for about uh, 24 hours starting Monday, a spreadsheet with names and personal information... Oh, I'm sorry, it wasn't hacked. They just just put this stuff up. Yeah, I thought they just outed it. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I misunderstood the story initially. It wasn't hacked. They just put it up in plain text. Um... A spreadsheet with names and personal information was just a few clicks away ready for review or downloading. The so government officials just doxed HTML. hundreds
1: of thousands of people.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> who, who have concealed carry like, permits. It's absolutely... Uh, I, I, this is my, my... I made this point back when Chase got hacked. Um, there should be a civil cause of action for this. Right. It's like, For being irresponsible with people's data. Like if you're going to collect this data, you can just choose not to collect it. You can just choose not to log it. But if and this, you want. It
1: goes back even farther than irresponsibility. It's like. Oh uh, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like. Whether it was intentional or not. It's like this goes far beyond a little. You know.
0: Oops. <laughs> it's like. The names, dates of birth, gender, race, driver's license numbers, addresses, and criminal histories wow. were exposed. Wow. Wow. That's, uh... Absolutely fucking infuriating. The... the uh... I, again, if you're going to collect this kind of data, there should be a liability risk. Right. Like, like, there should be a liability risk with collecting this data. There has, there should be a civil cause of action for this kind of thing, because you, you, you can just again, you can just choose not to collect it. You right. can just say, I don't want, I don't want to be responsible for being res- for, I don't want to be responsible for protecting this data, so I'm just not going to collect the data. Mm-hmm. You can absolutely make that choice. The, the, they have chosen to collect the data they should be responsible for it. And that should carry some risk of liability. There's no there. there I can think of no reason to the contrary, <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: right? <laughs> uh, it just oh, really man. that's that's so, yeah, uh, not that sits, I would ever advocate for it. And, you know, definitely don't do this. But it'd be a real shame if someone, you know, uh, docked the, you know, past history of those politicians or the people who were in charge of that data.
0: That yeah, a shame. that would really suck. Wouldn't it? Um, that would suck. <laughs> social security numbers and financial information we're not too close you don't need it
1: yeah you ha- you, can, you, you, <laughs> you can, have so much do you know how much you can do with that type of
0: information driver's license number and things? date of birth that's that's yeah. all you need you can find everything else yeah oh god <laughs> uh, it, and honestly the only reason this exists is because they have they want to collect that data they want right. to collect it for concealed carry permits. So what what was their
1: excuse? What did they say that happened? Did they just like accidentally like type like like they hit the wrong
0: uh, button on their keyboard? And like, Oops. <laughs> I think it seems like uh, I'm having a hard time. This is why journalists are terrible. Um, I think it might have been in the HTML. I think there might have been a link to the spreadsheet in the HTML because oh, okay. it so says just... it was uh publicly available on a spreadsheet for less than 24 hours um
1: that's a long time i can't <laughs> find
0: in the story how you would have accessed it uh da, da, da. yeah it's I, probably
1: I, just an html link then yeah
0: it's probably just in the html because that's what happened with that uh if you remember that um that school system That was, uh, I I covered this on, uh, I think it might have been the last episode of Dino Files that was uploaded. Um, There was, they had a a ton of personal information just in plain text in their HTML. And they, like, somebody, somebody just went there and saw it, just inspected the page, and they were trying to spin it like the person was a hacker. Right, it's just like no. It, it's like it's no, they like, hit F-12. it's literally there. It's right there. They all they had to do was hit F12. That's not hacking. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was in plain text on your website. Anything in your HTML is on your website. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. It just it blew me away. Anyway, uh, but I do want to say um yeah, if you're worried about data breaches like this, first of all, don't send this information to anybody. That's the most important thing, man. Like, yeah. you, you you cannot send your information to people uh, because you do not know what they to do with it.
1: It's always a liability risk having your information, like, anywhere, like, with another party. You Absolutely, know I mean? yeah. It's just... You and always, even worse always than that,
0: and I made this point Especially on the... the state. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, because they're incompetence. Um, And uh, worse than that, though... Um, if you give data to a third party, if you willingly give information to a third party and by, by willingly, I mean, um, you don't even have to know it as long as you did it vol- voluntarily because you don't have mm-hmm. to read the terms right. and conditions to, to operate. Yeah. It's them. like
1: skipping the terms and conditions. Exactly. And and just like, flipping,
0: um, except. the third party doctrine is a fourth amendment carve out. That means all they have, to, they don't even have to get a warrant to get that data from the third party. They just have to ask nice, oh, right? Right. Yeah. They don't need a warrant. They don't need a subpoena. They don't need anything. They can just approach Google and say, hey, uh, can I have this person's emails? Right. And, and Google then, and then
1: will Google say, like, yeah. yeah, here and they're not going to, you know, if they say no, it's like that could come with other things probably. And it's just good. Oh, well, yeah.
0: I mean, to and really
1: they'll to like fight every single.
0: Now, for things like the data that's, like, held in an email, that kind of thing, uh-huh. they'll probably yeah. get a warrant for that. But, like, metadata? No. They'll mm-hmm. just, they'll just oh, ask yeah. for it. And they'll get it. Like, the, yeah. like that's not... Uh, that, that, the third-party doctrine is a massive carve-out in the Fourth Amendment that mm-hmm. is worsened by um, surveillance capitalism to the point that it's, like, where, where data is worth money, all these third parties are collecting all the data they possibly can.
1: Yeah so always try every app like almost always it's just like everything every single time you go online there's some data collection going on in the background
0: exactly so try to find ways to reduce your data footprint especially if you're doing things of dubious legality (laughs) (laughs) yes which no one none of our
1: listeners would ever do of course Uh, not they're they're straight as an arrow
0: or if you're doing things uh, that could very well be illegal in the future um yeah i'm thinking which they specifically would never of do. of course not i'm thinking specifically <laughs> of like downloading stls for printing firearms you might want to protect yourself if you're doing that you might want to try and make sure to do something like that over Tor or uh at the very least through a vpn tunnel you're you're you you might just maybe might want to yeah. do that maybe <laughs> uh Speaking of, I had to reset up my, uh, I'm not really speaking of, but it's related. I had to reset my pie hole yesterday. Um, oh, yeah. This is uh and, and for people, people who don't know what that means, that so that sounded they know. very funny to them, I'm sure. Um, my, uh, a, a pie hole is, a, uh, is a, a piece of software that runs on a Raspberry Pi, a little, uh, a little uh, arm board, very cheap little computer. Um you plug it into your router, you set it as your DNS server, um, and what it does is it blocks advertisements at the network. So any DNS request that goes out to an advertiser who's going to serve you an ad, it just blocks it. so you so ads don't load on your network. Um, in most cases it's it's probably about. Uh, I would say uh, that the pie hole is probably 70% effective. Um, there's a lot of Google ads because they constantly change URLs. A lot of Google ads get through. But most other ads get blocked. Um, uh, so, so uh, mine broke for some reason. So I had to reflash the Raspberry Pi and, and get it all set up again. I did not know that there are no fewer than two laws that have caused uh, them to stop shipping uh, the Raspberry Pi OS, if you go to download the image, it Mm -hmm. cannot have a default user profile anymore. Really? Yes. You are not allowed to make a product with a default user profile
1: what's the reasoning
0: well because the internet of things devices are so insecure and nobody resets the default user profile like your average person oh okay yes your average person is going to get like a connected i don't know security camera or something and just never change the username and password on it from what it was by default right right but this law has affected any of those connected devices so you can't ship something with a with a default user profile anymore. Wow. And I've always just, I've always just used Balena Etcher to flash my SD card and then plug that into the Raspberry Pi and I'm off and running with the, with the user profile Pi password raspberry. That's the default. And then I change that information and go about my business. Well, mm-hmm. you can't do that anymore. I don't... The, the problem with this, this is the problem. I don't set up my Raspberry Pis when I do set them up. I don't mm-hmm. set them up with a mouse and keyboard and a monitor. I do it headlessly over an SSH tunnel uh, in, in, in the actual shell. So okay, it's, yeah. it's all just direct. It, there's, there's no... I don't have a GUI. Everything's in the shell. Right. And so the... When... <laughs> When I tried to log in to, to this fresh install of Raspberry Pi OS, I couldn't log in. It kept kicking me. And I was like, what the hell's happening? Wow. So I sat there for like 30 minutes trying to solve this problem where the default username and password wouldn't work. And then I ended up stumbling across an article saying, uh, oh yeah, no, they can't ship with that anymore. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> it just... It,
2: That's
0: insane. It's no fewer than two laws. There was one out of California, one out of the UK. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And so that means every guide for like someone who's trying to get into it.
1: Yeah, they're now. Yeah. Yeah. Every guide is is dead now.
0: Like Like, like everyone's gonna get stopped at the very beginning if they're trying to set up a Raspberry Pi headlessly. The very first step is gonna be wrong. Oof. Yeah. It's really yeah. bad. Yeah,
2: that's
1: that's shitty.
0: <laughs> they wanted to just force users into a wizard like you have to plug the thing in and set up the profile. You have to do that. Right. Well, that's never that's not how this has worked before. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and I don't have the wizard. I'm doing this headlessly.
1: Yeah, because you're not you don't have it connected to your like uh, monitor or anything you said. Yeah, so I don't like... have
0: a GUI. This yeah. is all in the shell. So I'm I'm sitting here just like why do I keep getting access denied? This <laughs> doesn't make any sense. Oh man. Yeah. So the in, in trying to solve problems they're making people's lives so much harder that when when in reality all they needed to do all people need to do is just change the default user.
1: Why not just put a warning? Why not just integrate some type of warning in there saying, "Hey,
0: make sure to change this before, you know? I mean, I I do know that a lot of connected stuff, at least, look, I don't, I stopped using Internet of Things devices a long time ago, Mm -hmm. but in most of the things that I had, that didn't even exist. Like, there was, it was just like, hey, your default information is this. And then it might say, you might want to change this, but that's like as far as it went. Uh Uh-huh. And so, the the and on top of that, dude, even beyond the inherent insecurity and having a default profile, um, there are other security issues with IoT devices that are like completely outweigh that default profile issue. Mm. Like, there's, there's some that are just constantly blasting connection requests and, and fucking WPS's oh, right, right. on. There's all kinds of, of security holes in Internet of Things devices that the default That's user profile to... isn't really. Yeah that's not good right. so to, to single that out it's, uh... exactly <laughs> exactly anyway I was just frustrated by that last night and I was shocked to learn that it was because of fucking laws like of why, why are legislators passing why are, why are legislators passing <laughs> laws like this they obviously do not understand what's like what they're even affecting
1: and they couldn't i don't think these legislators could like uh, like put together a raspberry pie if they had like an eternity
0: <laughs> no a lot of them especially headlessly <laughs> like they 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 yeah, wouldn't right, be exactly. able they wouldn't be able to freaking get putty to connect they wouldn't know how <laughs> and so it, it just it really ugh, it bothered me <laughs> But this happened. I was. Yeah, it took. It's... It took me so long. I wasted like half an hour trying to figure out what the problem was before I real. It just doesn't ship with a default. user. Yeah. It's
1: shitty be now because as you said, now all these guys are now defunct. Where it's like, oh yeah, none of these work anymore. Yeah. So, anyone. Uh, you anyone you who's learned, just getting that. into the
0: hobby. Like anyone who's just getting into the hobby of like setting up your own Raspberry Pis and doing your own stuff on your network, like I've got two Raspberry Pis running right now. Run, one's a Pi Hole and one's my NAS. I could probably do that all of that on one Raspberry Pi. I didn't want to fuck with it, so I have just got two. Um, and one is my one is my network attached storage, and one is my uh, Pi Hole. And mm-hmm. I've got another one in a box just waiting on a task. I love setting these things up to do stuff around the house and the anyone who's looking to get into that hobby and sort of be exposed to computers in that more sort of visceral way, every guide now, the first step is wrong.
1: I, I hate that so much because I, I just have a visceral reaction to time being wasted. You know what I mean? And it's just like like looking at guides to how to do stuff and say, oh yeah, that
0: hour guide you watched d- doesn't matter. Yeah, totally useless. It's bad enough when it's because of an update to the software itself. This one's because of right. a fucking law! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh god All right. Oh, that's, that's all that I had to talk about is there anything else that you wanted to uh anything else you wanted to bring in
1: uh I don't think so nope I'm good oh you did do a very very good job on the intro music by the way I didn't oh, uh, say that
0: thank you yes yeah, so that that took yeah. um that that took way more time than it should have because uh and I've said <laughs> this before but the recording that I set it on was lost um uh the well it wasn't lost, we had to get rid of it. We, well, yeah, we, we yeah. had trouble yesterday. Technical difficulties. Yeah. We had technical difficulties yesterday. We were trying to record and uh we just couldn't keep the connection. So we just decided to push off to today. And I did mention in that recording, um, I mentioned I I it took me way too long to make that because I kept going down dead ends. Like I scrapped the project uh three times, I think. Like as I was getting into it, it's just not coming together. I think what I think what I finally made is is all right. It's actually growing on. Yeah, the I think more it's good. Hear it. Yeah. Oh yeah. I really enjoy it, and. Uh, oh
1: yeah, I like it.
0: It was. Uh, it it came together okay. I'm, so thank you. Thank you very much.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I really like it.
0: Um. All right. Well, I think that's it.
1: Uh, yeah, after a happy uh, well. When when is uh i guess it might be past july 4th when people hear this but have a happy july
0: 4th anyway yeah i think i'll try to post this on july 4th i think i'll try to get this okay. up for july 4th and of course it's july 4th so nobody will listen everybody will be listening on the on the fifth yeah. but uh happy <laughs> happy independence day everybody um uh, wh- uh where are your things
1: oh yeah so um uh, you can find me on Twitter at ace underscore arcist, and you can uh, find my Substack at ace Arcus uh, dot substack.com. And I should have uh, a new Substack posted very soon. It took me a little longer than I was hoping for, but it should be out fairly soon.
0: All right. I'm excited to, uh, Oh, did you, did you say what it, what it's about?
1: Uh, or it's were a, you trying to so... keep that under wraps? Uh, It's about anarchism in general. I'm still trying to iron out like the uh, overall theme. I I don't think I'm going to change the title, but I'm just ironing out a few things. But it's it's on It's a very base level introduction to anarchism. I'll say that.
0: All right. Um, Well, I'm excited for that. Um, Thank you. Oh, why don't you plug? Okay, because I didn't know. I, I do not know where you do this. Uh, but you recently talked to Eliza for hours. Like, oh, that's not up yet. That's not, uh, yeah. Okay. Is that going to come up? Is that going to be anywhere?
1: Uh, I, I'm not sure yet.
0: Okay. All right. Well, bring that, bring, uh, bring that, uh, and, and, and give me a link to it It, if, if it ever does. And I'll make sure to link to it in the, in the show description. Um, all those links can be found in the show description as well uh, to the subs, to Aces Substack and to uh, Aces Twitter account. Um, and you can find uh, my buddy, uh, Pacing Joska. Uh, J- your friend, A-U-S-K-A. your pal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good friend of mine. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> 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 yeah, definitely not me. Um, at Pacing Jessica on Twitter. And uh, this show. Uh, can be found at t-e-t-c dot show uh, with links to the RSS, links to other podcatchers if you're ready to use something else. If there's a podcatcher we're not showing up on, go ahead and send me, get a hold of me on Twitter or you can send an email to admin at airad.io. If there's a podcatcher that we're not showing up on, it, it should we should be in all the indexes now, but I just want to make sure if we're not coming up in your podcatcher, go ahead and send me an email. I'll try to figure it out or you can get a hold of me on Twitter. Um, and I will get all that set up. Again, all those... An Apple leave. and
1: Spotify, and those are, those are the big ones. But yeah, definitely Yes, I went in catcher, and did
0: those yeah. ones manually and I put us on the podcastindex.org so, or, or is it .net? I actually can't remember now. But anyone, uh, any new Podcast 2 podcast app will have us in the index from uh, Podcast Index. And uh, we should should be everywhere else as a result of us being in Apple's index and the podcast index, but I am just not 100% sure. RSS can be a bit of a mess sometimes. So if we're not showing up somewhere, get a hold of me some, somehow, and uh, I'll try and fix it. Um, all right. All those links are going to be in the show description as well. Everything. Um, all right. Well- that's the show. Have a good one, guys. Thanks so much for listening. I'm, I've got to try and build outro music because this just seems, feels weird. It just kind of ends. <laughs> <laughs>